Hello and welcome to the Busy Podcast. My name is Jonas. I'm one of the co-founders of Busy. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that today's podcast is a recording of one of the roundtable sessions which took place a few weeks ago during Busy's first online meetup. So I apologize for any interruptions or disturbances you might hear. Thanks a lot for being here and I hope you have a good time with today's episode. So I can uh, maybe quickly start. I'm Joffrey. I'm a videographer and um, two years, since two years in Berlin. I've studied this actually also uh, videography, so like a private school for video editing and special effects. I don't think it's really necessary to, to do like to go to a um, private school or to a school ready for it because then there's obviously a lot to learn about freelancing, about business. And that's also the, the topic of today about uh, finding clients and, and doing uh, good work. Um, yeah, let's uh, hear about you guys. Yes. Johan, do you want to start? Yes, why not? Okay, um, so uh, I'm Johan, I'm uh, 20, 23, and uh, I'm a social media expert uh, by, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, this is my, uh, and LinkedIn, this is my three main uh, social network. Uh, and uh, I start uh, my activity uh, officially uh, seven weeks ago, uh, seven weeks, seven months ago, <laughs> uh, in October last year. Uh, but before this, I was a freelance uh, for some startup or other business like this. Um, and uh, and uh, I, I'm also a photographer, but uh, just for fun. This is uh, this is not my my uh, my main work. Uh, I created some uh, little movie and, uh, and take little photo uh, on my uh, on my trip, for example. Mm. And you get a drone, right? Yep. Yeah, the drone. <laughs> I, have the drone. <laughs> I start with a drone, and uh, after I uh, I bring my uh, my camera, and uh, <laughs> before that, uh, take it uh, with my smartphone. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Christina. Yeah. You... So. Um... I'm a photographer, mainly. I do also know how to do videography, but I do not consider myself to be a professional. You know? uh, photography I've been doing for the last eight years. I don't know how it flies, but for eight years, this has been my main job. Um, I, and I started it actually as my main job. It was never my hobby at first. I just got into the media world with my friends who are working for different magazines. And so I just started right away. And there's nothing else I can do. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so my name is Max. I'm a music composer and sound designer for media and uh, brands, businesses. So I work a lot with uh, videos, film, uh, and also marketing and branding related projects. And uh, since I was a kid, I wanted to do music. I wanted first to become a punk famous <laughs> musician. <laughs> Didn't pan out, but um, uh, yeah, I, I went into the more the studio work. And um, yeah, at the beginning I studied uh, philo you know, political science. And then uh, at one point I said, okay, I want to do music and I did one year of sound design school and uh, from there I studied uh, myself and learned uh, things 
yeah, by myself and I took courses online and worked on small project, uh, free projects and I started out like this. And yeah, mm-hmm. and now I don't do free projects anymore, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> uh, starting out, that's a, a good good way to start also uh, our topic. Um, how was it for you? So you were still in, in Italy and then you you moved and um yeah um just about like this space, yeah yeah when i moved here uh i was it was yeah almost 10 years ago i uh came for the erasmus and i was doing music uh but yeah as a fun passion and i had a couple of bands i was playing with and uh, then i went more uh, i finished my university studies But uh, right afterwards, I went uh, to to the sound design school here in Berlin. And uh, yeah, because during the university years, I, I decided I wanted to do this. And so, so music and sound design for for film and advertising. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and so that was like a, a start from the... Not, not from the beginning, but just like about like networking, about um, you weren't in a in a company first, so like you started freelancing or? Uh, no, actually? I started freelancing right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but in parallel, I was doing uh, other jobs like working in the bar or in the club or uh, on uh, uh, fairs, uh, doing some host jobs and uh, everything that came <laughs> but was not too much uh how you say um yeah was not stopping me from doing music in my spare time so i i had these jobs maybe very focused on a two weeks period that uh, allowed me to live then for two three months maybe for very intense uh outside of berlin also or just on the weekend so i could kind of live and uh, the rest focus on developing my skills, my my uh, interest, find uh, small projects here to do pro bono and uh, yeah, and uh, get a new network. Yeah. Mm. Sure, yeah. Uh, Christina, how was it for you? You said you started already like uh, directly um, as a professional also. So that was also freelancing, right? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I had... I, of course, I didn't do a school or a university. I didn't go to study photography specifically. But yes, I had a few photographers who sort of were, they were teaching me everything. So I counted as an Ausbildung, you know, like I was exercising my skills right on the spot. I was following them to all of their shoots, to all of the events that they had for about six or seven months. And then when they finally started trusting me <laughs> with the camera, like, of course, I was learning the editing part and I was doing a lot of editing for them because a lot of the times they didn't have time for that. So, but yeah, in about six, seven months, they started actually paying me for some of the things that I was doing for them. And I started feeling a lot more powerful <laughs> and... um mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just very lucky, I think, 
because I met those photographers, because they started taking me right away to very big, important events like Formula One or movie festivals or golf championships. So I was put into the professional atmosphere and like in contact with the right people right away. So that was the luckiest thing I think that ever happened to me. And at the beginning, I didn't have to fight because I was in connection with the right people. But you have to pay for everything, right? <laughs> so I for it here in Berlin because when I came here I thought that it will be as easy. I just have to meet the right people. They will love me. They will love my photography and everybody would want to work with me. But of course, this is not what's happening in real life. <laughs> I had to, first of all, start learning the language because I needed it for my visa requirements. So at first, for six or eight months, I wasn't working at all. I didn't have the permission even to work here. So, but after I got my another visa, which was allowing me to work, I registered myself as a freelance photographer and started really, yeah, trying to dig in <laughs> into the scene of Berlin, which is, of course, full of amazingly talented people, which is amazing, but which is really difficult for me to compete with, especially with the people who grew up here or who studied here and they've been already, just like me in Dubai, was already integrated into the scene. I have to compete with those kind of people here, and it's quite tough. But with time and effort, I got myself a few jobs here and there. And of course, you get one job, you get the next one, you get recommended. And yeah, you just have to do a lot of talking and a lot of chatting with people. That's the only way to get yourself a job and at some point I got a bit disappointed in all of the process because you do so much work but you get back so little and I decided to get a full-time job like apply for jobs mm -hmm. like in magazines and newspapers and just continue doing what I did in Dubai mainly but that didn't work out either <laughs> because they require a very high level of German, which I still don't have. And yeah, competing in the country or in the city where the language is not your mother tongue, it's, it's a bit tough for me, honestly. That's why I just continue working mm -hmm. with marketing agencies, with brands here and there who are um, not just concentrated on German public, that they concentrate on international clients so I can easily communicate with them and do the work for them. Yeah, thanks. That was uh, like, <laughs> actually a lot of info as well. Yeah, cool. Um, I am hearing also like one, one, for example, one keyword you said like is uh, networking. Uh, we can go uh, on this afterwards, so like how to to grow a network and then go from this to to get more clients and also recommendation you said and stuff that's also like mm -hmm. little topics and ways to to gain clients yeah for sure uh Johan, how would uh, was your in a way your start your, your 
You also add it like on the side, right? Uh, for me, yeah, I start uh, online with uh, with LinkedIn. Uh, I created my own uh, network on LinkedIn. Uh, oh, I make this. I uh, <laughs> I post my uh, daily life on LinkedIn. Uh, speak about uh, all all uh, all your daily life. Uh, okay, today I do this. So it was cool. Uh, oh, I have a meeting with a uh, with a client uh, on. Uh, and, uh, and give, he gave me a recommendation. This is so cool. Um, you can show your work or something like this. And um, you post and you post and you post and a lot of people see your content. And uh, this is the, the, the most important, the content. If you post content, uh, people will show, will, uh, will see you a lot. And, uh, and people will come to you to, uh, to ask you, uh, Okay, uh, you post content on LinkedIn, but but what is your job? And after this uh, this question, you can start uh, speak with people um, and network with uh, with them, and uh, they will speak about their project. And uh, sometimes you have uh, a person who wants to work with uh, with you because uh, because you you start creating a relation with this person, and uh, when this person will uh, need uh, a service. Um, on your on your skill, they uh, they will ask you because you have a, a relation. And uh, I started with uh, my first client uh, come from LinkedIn. And um, as you said, uh, Christina, uh, recommendation is uh, is cool because uh, when you have your your first client and uh, you have uh, a network of uh, entrepreneur or businessman, uh, he will recommend you. Uh, in uh, this network, and uh, you you will have more and more and more uh, questions about uh, your work and uh, what you do, and uh, you, you can find more and more uh, client customer. Mm. Yeah. And uh, all my uh, all my um, my customer uh, is uh, come from uh, digital. Mm. Mm. So yeah, what I hear is also like um, and something you you. Uh, Try to do is not being salesy in a way uh, yeah. by uh, like by reaching out to people on LinkedIn, not say saying hey, uh, yeah. do you want to buy my service? Yeah, no, uh, to, just like uh, trying to get a to be uh, to be friendly, be authentic, uh, speak about your work, and uh, not try to sell because uh, because uh, social network is social and uh, <laughs> not selling network. Um, and you start you you need to start to create a relation and. Uh, this is the goal of a social network and uh, sell uh, come uh, comes after, <laughs> comes <the> after. <laughs> make them your friend first <laughs> and then sell them. Yeah, but, uh, um, yeah but that was yeah that, that is something uh, very important um but i thought first like sort of um that's what I, I sent you guys also like um i guess the, sort of the, the first thing is uh selling who who you are like your values and, and what's your who who's your brand like because everybody is a brand it, we, we talk about personal branding for example like um who is who is who is it that people will will uh, connect with it's like who's your profile who um yeah max do you have like um insights maybe on, on or did, did you already think about like uh okay what's my values and and what's something uh like the basement for, okay, I want to reach out afterwards to people. Yeah, uh, I think uh, the, the most 
important thing is always if you present yourself to a potential client, a prospect, or it's always to focus not on how great you are, what your skills are, because first of all, most of people don't understand. If I explain how, how many cool techniques I use to create a specific sound, first, no one understands it, and second, it's totally not interesting mm -hmm. for them. So if I have to present myself to a potential client, I try always to make clear what I can do for them, how I can make their life simpler, better. I mean, not their life, no, but their <laughs> no in in the business. How I can improve their uh, their product, their services through my services. So I, because we are we provide services, and these services are not about us; are about what we give the potential client. So. There are a lot of great composers, great sound designers, great filmmakers. So you're not the only one. And uh, they want to know that you care about their service, their product, uh, about them. And uh, I think that's one of the key things to, to establish also this relationship, not being about yourself. Actually, it doesn't have to be at all about mm -hmm. yourself because... Uh, you... So, yeah, yeah that's... Uh... Yeah, good point, yeah. Good point. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, and then how is it to, so like that would be then your, uh, your way to differentiate you from others, like to, to care more about um, customers' need and customers' problems? Uh, yeah, it depends um, also on what kind of contact you have, no? Uh, but yeah, if, if you say, so in terms of general branding, uh, I think you, you, you should find First of all, all your uh, strengths and uh, build around that your brand. Uh, and I don't know, maybe you want to be the, if you want to be the filmmaker for uh, fashion uh, clips, then yeah, you, you have a different approach to your branding. Um, I don't know, for me, it's, it was important to, to be like the, the uh, I don't know, have the, this branding of a bit artisan for for uh, cool brands and the film uh, that that I work like really like yeah like an artisan really crafting the sound and uh, that's what I also try to come across uh, uh, on my website and um, yeah so maybe another composer for him is important to be like the guy who makes this massive in your face sound Uh, that's uh, perfect for Hollywood movies or Hollywood trailers. So it depends really on what you like and what you enjoy most doing. And then based on that, you should brand mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Christina, how is it for you? Uh, do you have like a uh, branding? Do you, did you think about well, it? Well, that's a very difficult person. thing for me to figure out because Everyone is constantly asking me, what kind of photography do you do? And what's your favorite kind of photography? I can never answer that question because I am a very <laughs> unstable person. I can never be connected to just one thing or continue doing just one thing. So I can never just be a full-time food photographer. I'll get bored of it. I can never be a full-time baby photographer or just an event photographer or 
I cannot. I have I have chosen a few of the types of photography that I do and I approach clients in those areas. Like I do food photography, so I approach restaurants for that. Um, I do interiors photography. I approach um, uh, maklers in German, uh, like uh, the agents who sell properties. Uh, yeah, the real estate agents. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I do so family photo shoots because here in Germany they are very popular, and I do enjoy them. So I do that as this is the only private niche photography that I do. And then also just the regular either corporate profiles or I can do a walk in the city with either a tourist or just a local um, Berliner who wants to take photos next to amazing spots or with like cool backgrounds. So, yeah, and not a lot of events I do. But I still do sometimes when I'm asked for it. I don't exactly advertise myself as an event photographer, but when I'm asked to do it, I do it as well. So yeah, creating. Um, hmm. it, it. I think it's when you have a very specific niche and you can advertise yourself just as a photographer or a videographer for that specific niche. But my character doesn't let me do that. <laughs> So, and changing my brand every single month, that would also be very stupid, I think. So, I do, yeah, I have, I have a bit of a broader image to myself. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like to be able to help people and do my job in, for different clients. Mm. Yeah. Johan, what would you say about like social, the social media side of it? Because I mean, yeah, or even like influencers and, and people that are really uh, famous on, on Instagram or YouTube or, or different platforms, like, is it better to have like a niche or it can be sort of uh, wider? And is it better to sort of start with a niche, like uh, starting with, yeah, with a wedding yeah, for, 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 for example? It's difficult um, if you if you want to to work with uh, recommendation faster. It's uh, it's more easy to have a niche because uh, because if you if you work with restaurant and uh, make food photography for for a, a lot of a lot of restaurants, uh, you you will be uh, more expert in uh, in this domain, and uh, it will be uh, more easy to have recommendation uh, for restaurant and uh, have more and more restaurant in your client um, wallet. But um, but it's depend uh, it depend a lot of of you. Uh, we have the example of Christina. Christina work with a lot of uh, people, no niche, and uh, and it's working. Uh, you can you can, uh, you can do. Uh, uh, you can have a niche or not. Uh, for me, I have uh, I haven't a niche, but uh, I have a little specialties, and uh, and I think um, the most important is uh, to have uh, a specific offer for one type of client, and um, if, uh, if, if uh, someone uh, comes to you uh, with uh, with, uh, with something. 
it, it um, which is not your main offer, you can uh, you can adapt uh, your offer to this customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From um, about like a, like a sort of a keyword um, ICP, like ideal customer yeah. profile. That's something uh, we hear a lot also because that that should help you also to target people. For example, yeah, networking on LinkedIn. For example, like you're new, you're so, okay. Who should I type? Who should I who should I research? Um, who should I yeah, talk to you. anyway? Um, so, like, um, what's your thought about this? I see on ideal customer profile. If you have, uh, oh yes, on uh, on social network and uh, on on Google, uh, if you have uh, a niche, is uh, it is more simple for a customer to to find you. Because yeah. uh, because uh, <laughs> if you if you search photographer on Google, uh, you will. Uh, have a lot of results and uh, it will be difficult to find you and uh, and to have uh, your place in the in the in the result and uh, if you have a niche a photographer restaurant photographer uh, you have uh, less uh, you have less uh, concurrence yeah mm. but well, i wanted to add no um mm. for instance now I, I, probably in photography is a bit different but like in the audio business i mean you could do from post-production to composing music to sound design so you cannot be officially on your website uh, as the master of all trades because i get projects where i only have to do post-production and i do it i can do it so but if i on my website i offer everything i think yeah okay this guy can do everything or and nothing at the same time so you you yeah. and you have also your favorite kind of projects you want to do that, that are your strength uh, what and you enjoy most so i think based on that you brand yourself not not too too close like oh i only make music for uh, i don't know art gallery events yeah, that's very niche then but maybe you say i do music and this or i do photography like i, I imagine in photography you can also have like a super broad spectrum and uh, I don't know, you maybe are not famous for being uh, a uh, marriage photographer. Or yes. I am definitely not. I never do weddings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> yeah, and I have a good friend of mine. He's a super successful uh, photographer in uh, for marriages. And it's also a great way to make good money. But now he's very into this niche and it's difficult to get out. So it's always yeah, tricky also how niche, mm. uh, how much into a niche you get. You're sitting there. Yeah. yeah, but you said, yeah, for example, here, like uh, uh, somebody that who, who got pretty far, like uh, who got pretty successful, he got successful probably also because he Yeah, needs, yeah definitely. Um, do you do you think or do you know people who got successful um, by getting more broad by getting um, I can do everything type? Um, Chris, now do you know famous photographers <laughs> uh, or, or what you would maybe call successful and how mm. do you think they See, got the there? The thing is that I am in contact a lot with uh, product photographers and or press photographers. And you see, they are very different. Of course, the product photographers are solely concentrated on doing 
photography for products and that is mm. yeah it's it's a niche which always requires a lot of work especially i think now with the social media every brand needs a representation and a lot of images for their products not like before just like once a month a campaign image for a magazine as an advertising or whatever right now they require a lot of different uh, yeah images or even videos to be able to keep the interest of people coming and then the press photographers as I <laughs> used to be once um, who do a lot of things whatever the magazine asks them to do they have to do they like when they're hired obviously they mm -hmm. cannot uh, refuse the job but I think that, yes, my life would have been a lot easier if I would have just, um, you know, stick to one perfect uh, client, yeah, rather than uh, jumping mm -hmm. from a place to place. But yeah, that's a problem that I created for me myself, <laughs> and I have to deal with that. <laughs> I mean, not not special. I mean, you're you're not alone. I would say. I mean, it's also like the, the in the creative side, like it, it can be boring to do every every time the same thing. Like for example, shooting real estate, like only shoot real estate can be yeah. like actually super boring. So like <laughs> empty walls. It's also important to yeah change. And, yeah. So. But, um, yeah, that um the best. But um how. Um, still, how is it to yeah to grow the network? Because we 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 heard yeah network is important uh, to get clients and stuff. But um, so yeah, Christina, who do you add, for example, or do you, and uh, do you, how do you do to grow so, your network? Um, one of the things that I did a lot <laughs> before the quarantine is that I would go to all kinds of different events in the city which you could find on Eventbrite or any other app. Some of them are free, some of them are for a small fee. And a lot of the times I would go there with my camera. I would talk to the organizers right away, introduce myself and snap a few images for them at the event. And of course, while I'm there, I get a chance to talk to everybody and they see a camera on me and of course they know that <laughs> I am there uh, as a photographer and I get lots of connections that way and so you get introduced to the organizer first who then can invite you for the next event this time he might pay you he might not pay you again I do a lot of pro bono work because I think it's necessary here. Of course, it's not the ideal way, but you don't do too much work. You just get from the event, I don't know, maybe 10 images, maybe 15, I don't know. And you just send it to mm -hmm. them and then they post it on their Facebook, on their Instagram pages, and they tag you on those images. So a broader audience gets to go to my pages and see what I do. And also... Bumblebiz I do a lot because a lot of people connect there yeah uh, through the common uh, job profiles and I do meet a lot of marketing uh, people there um, like the digital 
um, startups for which I also did uh, quite a lot of work here. Um, on LinkedIn, I did contact a lot of stylists, uh, like photo shoot and video stylists and marketing people again. <laughs> for me, the marketing people are the most important because they are the ones who are providing content uh, for their clients in order to keep them on float and keep their image good because not a lot of the brand owners themselves understand how important good photography is so i go through the marketing people they understand the value of my work a lot more yeah Yuan, how was it for you for you so you said you you sort of started with uh, linkedin and adding people on linkedin and growing your network there and so who do you who did you add as as persons who did you target in a way yep. and how uh, did you I prefer run? to work with uh, with a startup and uh, in people who, who have innovative uh, projects so I had a lot of uh, not not a lot of but uh, but uh, founder or CEO or young startup uh, people like that and uh, and I often uh, talk to them to ask uh, about their project uh what uh, <laughs> or was your startup or, or is it cool uh, what's your growth uh, and um and talk to these people um i learned a lot of uh, of these people because um because uh, it's a, it's an exchange and uh you will uh sometimes the the person won't, won't need uh, don't need a marketing digital but you can uh, learn some tips or tricks to these people and uh, these people, uh, this person will uh, will learn you uh, how to grow a startup and uh, speak about uh, digital development for for this for this case. And uh, and you can have a lot of knowledge. Uh, I start I start like this and um, no, I uh, I stop because uh, <laughs> because I have um, not uh, I, I have uh, no free time to uh, to uh, spend my day on LinkedIn and uh, speak with people, mm. um, but uh, it's cool. Um, it's a little bit like uh, networking on uh, on uh, an event because uh, sometimes uh, I have a meeting with these people. Uh, we made a video conference to to discuss, and uh, we we don't want just discuss by message. Um, we go, we, we break, uh, my cat. <laughs> um, we break, uh, the, oh, break the, the mirror and, uh, yeah, sometimes I meet, uh, I meet people uh, on, uh, on Zoom just, uh, just for this case. <laughs> mm. cool. And then did you actually like a target, uh, like yeah. special location? Uh, so people are here, for example, from East of France. From France. Yeah. No, no customer mm. out of France. <laughs> but because at the same time, you and that's actually a good thing uh, as a uh, as a digital expert. I mean, you can do everything remotely, and you don't especially need to be with the client um, yep. to work with them, right? And. Uh... Mm. This is new, and uh, and uh, and the world uh, is going to be digitalized. So, 
Um, for example, uh, I have uh, a friend of customer, but, uh, but this is a Russian people. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, I work uh, with uh, an IT team in, uh, in uh, Poland. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, this is French uh, in Poland, but, uh, mm. but we work together. Cool, yeah, yeah. Mm. Cool, yeah. Max, uh, can you actually yeah, also work totally remotely or do you often meet clients uh, like on like in a proper meeting like you and the clients and one-on-one uh, no, mostly remotely my clients that i have also in germany uh, and uh, in berlin so in that case we often meet if there is like maybe a spotting moment where we watch a video or before the final cutting mm. okay so we discuss what the sound has to be because we can but otherwise uh, no uh, remotely uh it works good uh have clients in the uk us also with the uh difference of uh, time you organize it uh, meet halfway try that okay maybe one is in the morning the other is in the evening but it works fine and uh um i like it um yeah yeah no actually it's fine working only remotely uh uh can be done mm -hmm. uh and uh, yeah yeah i mean it's it's even more creative at the same time it might be like um more difficult like when you start because i mean you so you focus less on one type of people again like sort of this uh, ideal customer so how how is it for you um like growing the network and then and having clients growing yeah having clients how mm -hmm. how did you find uh, your clients so i also go to events um uh, of, of course it's then different my approach because it's difficult to people to recognize me as a composer or sound designer <laughs> unless i go with a keyboard but then i'm only a wacko <laughs> and uh so no mm -hmm. it's uh, more i mean for you it's great uh, i didn't think about it but it's uh yeah of course you see someone with a cool camera uh, it's a good uh, good thing for the events yeah and so but i go also to events that i think are uh, worth uh, for uh, networking i also use linkedin um, not so much but i had uh, some clients coming through linkedin mm, also and i, I noticed that uh, the clients i had from linkedin they were also very uh, kind of built a good relationship then because it started with talking a bit and knowing each other and i don't know uh it's a long long lasting relationship then um that was cool uh but yeah it's i mostly get the new clients uh okay or through people i know already so maybe someone has worked with me or it's a friend of mine who knows someone and says, Hey, the Max is doing this. So I get, um, or people I, I've worked with in the past or I, yeah, I just write them, uh, cold email. Um, and it works. I mean, of course, uh, mm -hmm. in the cold email, uh, it's, yeah, you have to personalize it and it takes a bit of time, but in most, of the times they probably don't need a composer at that moment so you also have to decide yeah okay 
but you do some research and there are tools that help you with this you get the emails you can uh, segment it and um, <clears throat> and then uh, yeah go so of course if you send three emails per month the chances are low that you are successful with cold emails <laughs> but uh, if you're if they are interested i see it myself if i receive an email um for from someone that i don't know maybe in that moment i really need a, a graphic designer for something and it pops into my email say ah great and i i will contact them why not mm -hmm. because and then so yeah um mm -hmm. or you look uh what they uh, on the platforms i don't know there are a lot of different platforms they offer all kind of jobs um but yeah i am on every uh online <laughs> portal where yeah. oh no <laughs> Am I still, I, everything was blocked you're back you're going? back i'm back okay yeah, back. so i'm a lot on the platforms also um for instance upwork is something that i don't like personally because it's uh you are competing mm. with uh, the whole world so there's someone offering original music for ten dollars dollars yeah. <laughs> and then you think yeah okay hmm. I cannot do this, not even uh, if they pay 10 times that. It's still too few for me. Yeah. I cannot do it. So it's difficult. There are some good projects, but there are more focused websites uh, that uh, then are more serious clients because on Upwork is also a lot of uh, like me that need a quick thing. But uh, so the big businesses mostly are not on those, mm -hmm. but there are others that are uh, um, more for people who actually do this uh, full time. So you can have uh, fewer offer, but the projects are much more interesting. And uh, yeah. Yeah, just a little question about uh, code emails. Like, do you uh, know a record and then um, keep track? Do you track uh, all the emails? And then, for example, okay, today I sent so many emails. And the big question also is uh, follow-up. Do you do a follow-up when they don't uh, answer? Do you use like a special yeah. tool to do it? Or is it just like uh, email, uh, your email uh, provider server, like Outlook or no, uh, whatever it is? Yeah, then... um, no, I use a tool. Um, it's called Snovio. Uh, it's, uh, there are others that do the same thing. Uh, and I can set up campaigns. So I send so it's personalized but uh so i segment it very good so i have like i don't know a music supervisor that do advertising so at least what i what i'm telling them it's more or less i mean uh, the, they do kind of the same thing so you have to do a good of segmenting before but uh, then i send one email and depending on how they interacted with the email something else happens it could be uh, a, a particular follow-up goes out if but if they didn't open it then i send maybe something else or if they clicked on the link so you can really customize based on the behavior what you mm. do uh next and of course if they reply then they uh, i have an automation that puts me this as a lead and then i take take it from there so i i i i'm don't do this automation thing. Um, and then I go, uh, but yeah, first I 
try to to get in touch with people with uh, my specific offer that I know they could be interested in. And then uh, once I get the contact mm -hmm. established, I start talking <laughs> personally with them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still like, um, can yeah, you type actually yeah. this Snowdio uh, on the, yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, so that's still like sort of a, a numbers game, right? Yeah, it's a numbers game. But because um, if you really send even, yeah. it's, first of all, it's so tiring. I, I tried and I managed to write like five emails per day if I really, because then you move one thing and then, and I was okay. And it took me maybe one hour to send five emails. I said, that's a lot of time. Uh, mm -hmm. So I rather do preparation work like really finding all the people that are interested could be interested and uh, work a good text that works more or less for everyone I mean it doesn't have to be too long because otherwise they don't mm -hmm. read it so concise what you can do for them small introduction about who you are of course and uh, make one call to action so whatever that may be uh, click here if you want to uh, schedule a call or I don't know um, send me and reply to this email if you would like me to send you I don't know a link to this wh whatever you are trying to achieve in, through that email where do you find the, and uh, where do you find your leads pardon uh, <laughs> where do you find your leads the the email address uh, on Google uh, how do you, how do you ah yeah no, uh, this mm -hmm. Okay. This tool has a built-in uh, tool okay. that uh, go. You go on the website and you can see um, mm -hmm. if their webs if if these emails are not online, they don't find it, of course. But then you can verify them, okay. which is good because I uh, then don't send to old emails or unverified, and then it's bad because you land in the in the spam if you always mm -hmm. write to people who are already mm -hmm. not existing anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah. Hmm. Did did it take some? Um, I mean, I guess it takes some time to to prepare this whole. It's not a, a pipeline or system because it is system, and that's actually interesting to be able. Because we said sort of it's a sort of an numbers game. To to um, optimize a bit of everything. So how how long did you did it take? Oh, did it take you a long, a long time to set up this sort of example of first approach and then maybe follow up and then second follow up or other follow up if they click the mm. link? How long did, did uh, it was it long? Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's different because um, I I mean I'm you're never finished actually, but it's like in everything with marketing, you are then adapting the new one. Say because I you do also some testing. You send like maybe first three different copies out and see the open rate uh, you know, to test the subject line and to test the body. So it's, mm. it's, uh, it's a lot of work still, but uh, you can then have like also some analytics and seeing, okay, this kind of work and this doesn't work. And if you're writing yourself every email from Outlook, you cannot keep track of what is working and what not, because maybe you changed two mm. words there, but you will never remember it. Uh, so I cannot give you an estimate of how much it takes because then maybe 
well, I'm contacting creative directors and I have to prepare a different text that takes me more time and uh, the follow up. So, but it takes, it's not something you do in one hour. No. Mm -hmm. no. Um, if you want to do the same on, uh, on LinkedIn, you have a tool, it's called uh, prospecting. It does the same, uh, the same thing. You can, uh, ah, it's like phantom buster. Uh, no. Phantom Buster is more growth hacking. You you can uh, you can get the email address uh, and things like this. Uh, prospecting you can uh, you can program your cold messaging campaign and uh, automatically automatically add people new connection, uh, get uh, the the rate of uh, acceptation and uh, have uh, the open rate of uh, of the first messages and uh, automatically automatically program a, a first uh, first message. Ah, oh, that's cool. Can, can you write yeah. it for nice. me? Yeah. For, I think it's for everyone yeah. in this one. <laughs> yeah, that's like a little hack. Amazing. Yeah. Christina, how was, um, did you, did you try um, special tools? Did you, uh, how was it for you? Like, did you start in like I campaigns? Have, can we, no, I haven't, I haven't done it in a way? this way with the tool. Um, I usually do it, um, yeah very specifically addressed to certain brands i find there i find them through instagram so i find brands of course not the ones which have like already hundreds of thousands of followers but the smaller brands with around 20 to 50,000 followers you get their email straight away from the instagram and you write them yeah, like a very personalized kind of email. I don't do like uh, offers or advertising kind of thing. No, I, I, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, you write five emails and it takes you an hour. But I do get a lot of responses specifically from those emails which are registered under mm -hmm. Instagram. It's usually like if in a day I would send 10 or 20 emails I will get at least 10 responses back. Not all of them are positive, but they at least respond to you back because usually behind Instagram profile, there is a person always. So you get, yeah, a, a more of a communication. And once mm -hmm. they reply to you, you have a chance to reply again and offer something else like, or, you know, it, it opens up a small door to the brand. And especially now, like the only jobs I was actually getting during the quarantine time is from those brands who would send me boxes of products and I would have to photograph them either uh, with my model, my little sister, which I have. <laughs> she would help me sometimes pose with some, uh, with some products or they would mm -hmm. just need like clean shots, um, nothing too crazy. So actually, this was the only... Uh, uh, source of income that I was getting in the last two months. Mm. And so you, you still send like an email because on the Instagram you can no. sort of I don't uh, do use... DMs. No. This... In DMs I usually yeah, don't get message. a lot of responses. I don't know why. I do it through the email. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I have the same experience. Mm -hmm. uh, the you mean LinkedIn, not the direct mail? No, in Instagram, 
Oh no, on Instagram. Ah, uh, you don't get responses. In direct messaging, mm-hmm. like I do, but I don't know. Mm. I find it not that. Uh, 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 what's the word? Workable for me. I don't know. I prefer emails. Yeah. Mm. Do you? Uh, it's more. Yep, more professional. Like more professional. Uh, do you so. follow up uh, by messages? <laughs> you want? Uh, I do sometimes. Yeah, I write that blah 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 blah. I've I've also sent you a quick email, mm. and yeah, and they usually reply through email. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. But then um, there's sort of this question. Okay, um, what about branding yourself, and what about you creating like a big profile, a big. Uh, a nice, uh, yeah, a nice looking profile with lots of followers so that you have this little, um, how do you call it, um, sort of this this proof that, okay, I'm sort of not just a little guy from uh, um, from the, the city, but um, I'm really like, okay, already like a professional that already has mm-hmm. a following. Um, do, do you think they still see it afterwards or? Sure. How about then, yeah, of course, using you have to have your a branding good, to if get you're clients. approaching people through Instagram, you have to have a good Instagram page. If you're approaching people on LinkedIn, you have to have a good LinkedIn page. <laughs> like, uh, because they, of course, they will click on your profile and they would have mm-hmm. to see right away who you are. Not all of them will go to your website. Like, your website is amazing, probably, but not all of them will follow through. They will just look at the first impression. And that they will not be Googling and trying to find out who you are. And no, your representation on the specific platform has to be um, good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I have a question actually regarding TikTok. What do you guys think? Are you active on TikTok? What do you think? Is it, is it helpful? What is it? Craziness now. Uh, <laughs> I I totally ignored it until Maxine. a couple of weeks ago because well, not interesting. But I started seeing there's a, a high demand of music for it. So there's actually people that pay for you to to make the music there. So I for now first step was installing TikTok. I don't have an account yet, but I'm going to to see to see it if uh, it's something but yeah it's a I don't know also for video I don't know if it's something that could work because I think they're all all user generated no could be maybe for branding purposes for video makers I don't know Um, (laughs) I download TikTok uh, just to test and um, if you're a content curator um, there is a lot of thing to do uh, but uh, I'm not sure if uh, if TikTok uh, can uh, send you a new customer because uh, because the audience uh, this is a, this is a low uh, age audience. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's we were talking with Joffrey about it, and I enjoy spending yeah. time there because it's a lot of fun. But yeah, yeah I have a, a impression that there's just a lot of teenagers who are having fun and they're being creative. <laughs> So I don't think um, that they would provide me with any kind of clients. But if you, yeah, if you enjoy creating something like that, that's a really fun outlet. 
I think. Mm -hmm. I see someone is uh, writing sure, yeah. Abrar, uh, that uh, that's a huge market on TikTok for videographers. Yeah, uh, see. Yeah, I, uh, so on my side, I um, posted like a few uh, a few videos, but then stopped. But uh, I was super uh, surprised that like the second video, so like no following, nothing, uh, it got still 1,000 views. So like, okay, it's like a 30 second uh, videos, but um, that's not like the, the numbers that I would get on Instagram or something. Even if you put a lot of hashtag, like uh, 1,000 views, it's still okay. That's, so that's the only... some, some people yeah. saw it. And so I think, yeah. It's like really a viral potential. So. But then looking at uh, who liked it and who uh, who watched it, then uh, it's mainly young people. So that's also the question. Okay, is it your, your, um, I think, your yeah, clients? Um, or the one thing I'm planning to do soon, yeah. hopefully, if I will not be lazy, um, is that it's very uh, cool to link TikTok and your Instagram page through your stories. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to do was to create uh, like retouching and like editing videos of my photos, which could be interesting for people just to see the transformation and the different techniques that they could use. And I, I can just film one video for three platforms for Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at the same time. And who knows, maybe something will happen. <laughs> But that's, yeah, it's just the shooting in the air without actually having a certain plan. Johan, what's your thoughts um, on TikTok? I mean, um, yep. everybody uh, sees that it's a growing TikTok has, have a lot of potential because, uh, because people spend more time on TikTok than other social networks. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I saw... 40 minutes per day for in average for your TikTok user this is a, so this is a, it's so addictive yeah. <laughs> yeah so addictive um, uh, but uh, yeah um, for business I don't know uh, I haven't tested but uh, but I have a story on Instagram filter um, there is a French guy who create uh, an Instagram filter. Uh, this filter became, became viral and uh, get uh, <laughs> thousand followers then uh, with this his filter and um, and a lot of brand contact him to uh, to make filter. Mm. You want mm. to create to create uh, TikTok uh, TikTok stories? If uh, if you become famous on TikTok, maybe some brands can your content and uh, contact you to create uh, content on TikTok, but uh, but uh, actually there is TikTok is difficult for brand. Uh, I don't know if there there is a, there are a lot of brand on TikTok. Uh, TikTok ads is coming, um, and uh, and we can see some uh, some brands on TikTok, but uh, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I saw, um, I, I am actually right now in contact with uh, this, uh, uh, yeah, creative director, but it's not a particular brand, but they do like uh, events, dance uh, competitions on mm -hmm. TikTok. 
and they need music. So I'm in contact now. We are uh, uh, talking about you know, the project and let's see maybe. But they mm -hmm. apparently there is. I didn't think there was like real money behind it. I don't. And uh, I found out that they. I mean, these competitions, if they can afford to pay someone doing original music on a regular basis, it means they are doing money out of it, like good. So I was surprised, but that's why I installed it now because I said, ah, okay, wait, wait, if I got this potential client like this, there might be others. And they always need these 30 second mm. loops. And uh, I was, I was surprised to see that, that they were willing to pay like normal price. Uh, not, not like the $10 <laughs> up work thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that there's definitely like serious people on the platform, but um, yeah, so far it's still okay. Not sure who's who's watching it, and then if there's like a real yeah business side of it, it's still. I mean, what I see is still like a lot of challenges and. Uh, yeah, like sort of, it's not <laughs> now, but uh, like sort of almost like ice bucket challenge or something yeah. like a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. There was a, a, a question mm. before. Uh, I don't know if we answered that. TikTok uh, can be cool for brands uh, which need uh, need fame, like Coca-Cola or McDonald's, for example. Um, yep. Mm. yep. Yeah, also... Also, the sports companies, I think, yeah. showcasing their products. Yeah, the clothing, accessories and shoes are always, yeah, they can find their place on any social media. People will always yeah. buy it. <laughs> mm. I also, yeah, I also heard like that because that's also like sort of a, a good thing to to do challenge to create challenges um, so that uh, mm. you get user generated content. So like you create like a little challenge and then people will do it. Um, You're the original. Thanks to you. Yeah. And then sort of you are like the, maybe if you, if you do like say, oh, say Coca-Cola this way or whatever yeah, with yeah, a yeah. balloon uh, helium and stuff on them. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <sighs> I'm getting too old <laughs> for all the things that kids do nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see, maybe it develops in something. I don't know. I really haven't followed it so much. Yeah, I have mm -hmm. to study it a lot more, I'm sure. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it will also be that mainly branding also and then create uh, exposure can definitely be a, a thing, yeah. I mean, if you get like 50,000 uh, followers on TikTok, they can quickly turn into followers on, on Instagram and then on Instagram you get more brand because on Instagram, I guess there's yeah, more you brand. You use TikTok more... uh, to develop uh, YouTube so, and uh, Instagram mm -hmm. because... Uh... Mm -hmm. Because you can do your social mm -hmm. link uh, in TikTok. But uh, it's cool uh, people. What about Facebook, guys? <laughs> Is anyone using Facebook anymore? <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, Facebook ads, not Facebook. <laughs> Facebook ads. Yeah. Yeah. 
on the, the yeah. rich on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook page. Uh, it's it's, yeah. it's hard, yeah. If you don't push it with some ads, <laughs> it doesn't make you, any you sense. You can use group. Yeah. Group, uh, mm-hmm. group is working. Yeah, working yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of group uh, on, uh, on yeah. some uh, skill topic. And uh, in this group, if you uh, if you give value, uh, you need to give a lot of value uh, every day, every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a, a big group of fans, and uh, fans can buy your project or can contact you to mm-hmm. to love your skill or something like that. But uh, but I, I for me, a Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been very active on Facebook for a long time now because mm. yeah because for me it was it's mm. a bit kind of hard for me to split all over the place mm. like i like mm. i concentrate on instagram mainly and yeah so. instagram have a, have a better reach you post, you post a book a lot of people interact with, with yeah it. yeah that's true facebook yeah, is um, very locked yeah. down oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Facebook they force you now yeah. to get the ads, and yeah, yeah, uh, Facebook. Yeah. No, as a free, as a freelancer, I, I mean, we have to decide what yeah. platform it's more valuable to us, and uh, it, you can't be on uh, all of them. Otherwise, you have to employ. Yes, exactly. Uh, social media marketing <laughs> specialist, but it, yeah. then you wouldn't be a freelancer if uh, you could have a guy for five thousand <laughs> yeah. euros a month. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instagram sure. is the best for for, for content advertising. No, not yeah. so difficult to yeah. have uh, to have reach and uh, interaction and uh, and create a community. Hmm. Because uh, Facebook uh, is more used uh, to uh, for shop, for example, shop and uh, and uh, people who sell uh, training. Yeah. yeah. With ads, it's working with ads, but uh, for content creator, Facebook is, is difficult. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn uh, or Instagram is uh, are better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more in a way, yeah, so like sort of B two C, as we can sort of hear a lot. Yep, and Instagram can um, use for yeah. for B two B. Yeah, like so. So you reach out to brands, yeah, in this way, right? Or or do you see like also like for example, in um, the steel industry, like whatever um, something or something really specific or. Don't know, for example, guys that are um, doing like the bouchon, obviously, like the like wine bottle opener, or, or let's say this kind of something super specific. Do you think the there's this um, these kind of brands um, also on, yeah. on yeah. Instagram? Well, all kinds of brands on Instagram. Um, I work uh, for a brand of uh, super mm-hmm. food. Uh, this is a very specific product, but it's work on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You just need to find uh, find your your audience, your community, uh, the people who can use this product, and uh, and communicate commu- communicate, <laughs> and uh, in this topic. For example, for superfood, uh, uh, we speak uh, about running, uh, and we have a lot of runners in your community. 
-hmm. because it can be used for, for them. Mm. And for this, for example, because um, we that's one sort of the almost the conclusion that we had, like uh, focusing on yeah, where do you focus? Like you cannot mm. really do everything at the same time. It's more like okay, uh, choose sort of one one channel. Um, for this brand, for example, your focus on Instagram and posting and, and getting people that are into sports for example and to super food there or do you plan to reach them mm, I think, other um, channels? actually we need to focus uh, on one thing because uh, there is a lot of concurrence uh, there is million people on facebook million people on instagram and uh, you need to be distinctive and uh, if we uh, if we have a, mm. a poor budget uh, in communication you can it's impossible uh, to be uh, efficient on linkedin on uh, instagram on uh, facebook uh, you need to create uh, content for each platform. It's, it's difficult. You can't do that, um, and uh, it's better to focus on the on a platform and uh, on a social media. You can be efficient for your business. So, uh, as a photographer or filmmaker, Instagram mm -hmm. is the best, <laughs> and you can use LinkedIn to to share your Instagram, uh, show what you do, and uh, speak about your daily life to to have a new new contact. What about Twitter? Is anyone using Twitter? Twitter? Mm, Not yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Not me neither. <laughs> um, yeah. Twitter, you need to create a buzz. Yeah. But yeah. I heard that it's uh, one of the good techniques to that. draw people from Twitter, because there are a lot of people on Twitter, draw them to your other social pages, like Instagram or Facebook, like with the link going to your page. I did that like at the very beginning, maybe like four or five years ago, but then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe now it's time to start again because like mm -hmm. you don't create a new content specifically for Twitter, you just link it to your main content page. Mm -hmm. Is it, uh, is it working good? It used to. I mean, I never had like huge following on Twitter because I'm not big on expressing my thoughts. <laughs> I usually... <laughs> it's very difficult for me. Usually what I talk about on my Instagram page is, yeah, if I travel somewhere, that's the only private topic I can discuss. The rest of the time, I just talk about photography, so... Maybe I can start using Twitter again. I don't know. And we had the question here, yeah, which I don't, I'm not sure if we answered about if you have any specific plan to adapt your networking and branding strategies to the new situation. On my part, mm -hmm. um, I honestly mm -hmm. didn't change much because. Um, I know that it's going to pass by. It's not going to be there for a whole year or so. Like Berlin is already half open and I'm sure it's going to open in the next one or two months fully. Mm -hmm. I just keep, as I said, I just keep approaching brands through Instagram and they send me their products. I cannot do events, of course. I cannot have personal meetings with them, but we discuss everything over email. 
and yeah, I'm just waiting out <laughs> for things to go back to normal. Hmm. I have Did actually a lot like more requests response? coming like, do you from have more the response since the I have a lot more or? offers coming in. <laughs> Um, yeah. Some of them I'm not accepting, yeah, because a lot of the brands are now trying to get freebies. They're just wanting to get their products photographed for the product. Like, you keep the product and, okay, that's it, they're happy. I don't do that um, anymore <clears throat> because that's just mm -hmm. too much. I, can, I, I cannot just be working for vitamins and teas and chocolates or whatever <laughs> you know i need 200 yeah. kilo of vitamins at i home. need some cash <laughs> i need yeah i need some cash to pay the bills oh, but i did start having a lot you, yeah. more yeah. offers for those like uh, um what are uh, barter deals photo shoots yeah which some of them i accept if the product is good <laughs> mm. but uh, a lot of them I have yeah. to refuse because I mean it's just not what I do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just thought about it. it would be funny to be played with a uh, <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> well, the toilet paper <laughs> doesn't need that. any branding anymore. That's it's a, a superstar. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hmm. <laughs> Just need to be there, yeah, where people, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Max, how did it, yeah. I think, I don't know, at least what I was doing, or I'm, I'm doing is um, I analyze first my potential clients, which what they, yeah, what their business is in, and I do a quick research, or I already know which area of business are kind of suffering right now, and which are not so i'm not going to contact uh, mm -hmm. film production yeah. companies uh, because i'm pretty sure they're not filming uh, big time right now so but yeah and, and the ones i get in touch with i mm, try immediately to assess how they are holding up right now for so if they're doing good um yeah, then I take a different mm. approach, try it. because if I know, okay, they're struggling, but they are need, in need of this right now, I have a different approach. I'm not starting to offer them a thousand things that I know it's too much. And I have others uh, that are thriving right now, thanks to the situation that are doing better than before. So for them, I then have a more, mm. uh, Propositive, uh, offering more things, and uh, uh, so yeah, it kind of adapt mm -hmm. to the, uh, to how the business is doing right now, and uh, yeah, and try to avoid altogether certain contacts sort of because then I I, I kind of risk to to uh, burn a bridge by contacting them now, and they are kind of probably struggling with uh, I don't know surviving. Then I say, oh, would you like to get uh, some custom music for your oh, failure? No. It's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Yuan, right now you still um, reach out mainly with yes, the and emails? Yes, I or? Uh, keep track of, of 
current pitches and briefs from companies that uh, maybe are in need. So, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I still look on certain um, specific platforms for, for sound design and music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You want, do you want to add something about mm, you and uh, uh, how for me, I, I need you? to learn about, uh, uh, about, uh, about business first. Uh, if I want to work with, uh, with someone in, uh, in sport, uh, I need to, to learn about sport first to, uh, to contact, uh, to contact the person and to have a, a cool discussion uh, with him because, uh, it's, uh, it's essential to be uh, more friendly uh, with the people, uh, and uh, and uh, I need to I need element to uh, to to understand what the what the company do first, and uh, um, I personalize my uh, approach in, uh, in um, for each business because um, because uh, each business is different. <laughs> So, uh, so I, I study a lot uh, the businesses first on Instagram and Facebook and uh, on LinkedIn, on, uh, on the website, and uh, I adapt my uh, communication uh, with this uh, data. So do you say often something specific uh, regarding the, the virus or like, oh, I yep. saw that Sometimes I, are... I speak about uh, um, something, yeah. potential client about uh, his communication uh, actually, and uh, teach, uh, teach uh, him to what uh, what we can what yeah. he can improve. And uh, sometimes uh, he asks me, uh, "Okay, <laughs> how, do, how much you want to do this?" <laughs> because uh, I don't have the time to do and, and go. <laughs> Mm. Amazing. Okay, guys. I think we're gonna slowly wrap up. <laughs> and the round table is already yeah, a little bit well, over one hour. That was so, awesome, yeah. yeah. Cool. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um,